Welcome to the Mimics and Monstrosities Network, where we host weekly Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mimics, letter N, monstrosities. That's twitch.tv slash mimics and monstrosities. Our VODs can also be found on our YouTube channel, Mimics and Monstrosities. That one uses an ampersand. You're currently tuning in to our flagship D&D pirate campaign, Beneath the Tide. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a review and donating to our Twitch channel. Enjoy the show. Del Nasra, which is the world that the first campaign took place in, surrounding the continent of Ipshire. Piracy is a... Already failing. Yeah. Piracy is at an all-time high, and the naval forces have been doing their best to stomp it out. But piracy rules the continent, and the monarchy and navy find themselves losing ground with their power and influence, being felt heavily in the capital city of Dombrake Cove. This is where the monarchy resides under the reign of King Wayland Moreau, an overweight and pompous leader who commands the Scarlet Banner, the militaristic naval force who make their home on Dombrake Cove and who declare their sole purpose of hunting and hanging pirates. The world of piracy on the continent is ruled over by organizations, each led by a bannership and a and renowned captain to match, the largest of them being the Storm Sailors, led by the Winter's Kiss and captained by the ruthless Monroe Quigson, a brutal silver dragonborn who is rumored to eat the remains of her enemies she sinks at sea. So, we pick up our journey six month in, six fucking months into its tenure on the dark oak deck of the Labyrinth, a massive pirate ship captained by one Iron Bull as it's making its yearly stop in Belena Azul a neutral settlement where all pirates have agreed to, to a code of peace while on the island. Warring pirate organizations and crews put aside their conflicts while resting here, but once they leave the walled barrier of Belena Azul, everyone is back to being fair game. As we drift along the tide, the taste of the ocean air at your lips, we see a crew of about 40 moving about on the deck and preparing to land in Belena Azul. Crew members are hauling barrels of rum and other supplies for trade from below deck in the hopes of earning some fair coin to keep this voyage going. The decks of the ship are made of white marble and flecked with tinges of black marble throughout. The sails are jet black and painted on the main sail instead of a charging bull impaled by numerous spears. The rest of the ship is covered in dark oak wood paneling finished off by a ram at the tip of the ship which is made from the from black iron and takes on the appearance of the iron bull himself running into an open charge everyone if you may give your captain some attention as everyone on the ship turns to the voice we see standing at the helm of the ship is a large gray-skinned minotaur of about eight feet tall just a few inches shy of nine feet his muscular and toned body is clothesless, aside from a pair of tattered cloth pants. This is the Iron Bull, the captain of the ship we find ourselves on. His body is covered from his shoulders down in large iron rings that are pierced throughout his body and clang together menacingly when he walks about. So basically, 
yeah, large minotaur, and his entire skin is just pierced with these like iron rings, like pretty large iron rings too, like maybe this big around. Um, his left horn is curved and large, much like that of a bighorn sheep, whereas his other horn sticks out like that of a Texas longhorn. His eyes are red with tinges of orange flecked throughout, and strapped to his back is a large two-handed maul with the head of a charging bull serving as the hammering part of the weapon. You've all earned this getaway, and I think a night of indulging in the sins of the flesh is well earned for all of you. We won't be back here for another year, so take it all in. He smiles and continues to strike along the decks of the ship, checking up on things and expecting cargo. He stops to chat with some of the crew and seemingly satisfied with how things are progressing, makes his way into his quarters. The rest of the crew watch as we sail past a collection of shipwrecks, about a few hundred meters out, which seem to have walkways connected throughout each shipwreck and torches lighting the shipwrecks. What's concerning is that there appears to be bodies in various states of decomposition nailed to the sides of the various shipwrecks, as well as a few corpses hanging from some remnants of crow's nests of the various ships. Oh, aye, that be the Titan Mother! Real nasty place, I hear. A voice we hear in passing. As the figure passes, we catch a glimpse of four figures standing out on the deck of the ship and staring out towards, well, three figures today, standing out on the deck of the ship and staring out towards the approaching island of Belena Azul. It's black sand beaches, hard to miss from this distance. We see a man-looking figure, a tabaxi, and a small goblin nestled at the railing and peering out. So, with that, Garrett, who do we see? Uh, we see a, a really small, very small goblin, and uh, he's got real big goat-like eyes and, that are <laughs> that are gold, and uh, <laughs> And his 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 ears are really floppy, and he has his green skin, and uh, it's freckled, and uh, his teeth are pointed and jaggy, and they intersect and come off at odd angles. Uh, and, uh, what is that <laughs> goblin wearing? The goblin Noose is wearing, uh, he's wearing, uh, the stitched, stitched together, uh, hide armor that is, uh, in each form, uh, a lot of, uh, different animals sentient as well. He did it he did it him, himself. <laughs> fantastic. Simply fantastic. Um alright. <laughs> Sam. Mm-hmm. Could you please describe your character? Sure. Uh, fairly non, fairly nondescript. He just looks like 
a pretty uh, fairly thin uh, human just leaning on the edge of the ship, taking a look at where we're approaching. He's got sort of bushy, dark hair, brown eyes, fairly pale, um, <clears throat> despite his six months at sea. Uh, just kind of looking out towards our destination with a thoughtful look on his face. He's got on uh, just sort of a fairly some fairly well-worn but functional trousers and a, like a white shirt and then a blue vest that was at one point much more well-fitted but just through the salts and sea air and like water and everything and just you know getting wet and drying and everything has just kind of become a little more limp and formless around himself and he keeps a uh, red neckerchief tied around his neck out of what seems more like habit than anything else. Fantastic. And finally, Kate, what do we see? <clears throat> uh, you see a silver fur tabaxi uh, with, uh, with black stripes and one golden eye, one green eye. Uh, the green eye is covered by... I'm doing Irish! Damn it! Um, uh, uh, she has one golden eye and one green eye, um, but her green eye is covered by an eye patch. Uh, one of her ears is pierced by a small chain with various charms and beads attached to it. Uh, she's about 5'7", and her tail is about half as long as she is tall. So it's it's pretty long. Uh, she wears a white puff sleeve pirate shirt under a black leather corset uh, covered with fine gold filigree. Um, she's also wearing uh, dark leather trousers and knee-high black leather boots um, strapped across her chest in, a, in kind of an X are uh, two baldricks with rapiers that are resting at her hips. Um, on one side of her thigh, on one of her thighs, on the side, she wears uh, two daggers and she also wears a uh, large burgundy velour coat. And goes that goes down uh, to the back of the knees. Um, the coattails go back to the back of the knees uh, with golden buttons and golden embroidery, uh, and it has some like questionably dark stains. And she wears a large, uh, high quality but worn Spanish hat uh, with uh, two male peacock feathers attached, kind of leaning back relaxedly, um, and her hat. Uh, it perhaps kind of making her ears lie more flat than they usually would. Um, and she wears uh, a quarter-sized emerald in a gold medallion around her neck. All right. And yeah, the three of you would see the island of Belena Azul in the distance. It's black sand beaches it's lined with various ramshackled-looking buildings that seem to have been made from driftwood and pieces of, like, broken ships. Um, well, shipwrecked ships. Uh, and surrounding the beaches, you see what appear to be long, large trees that appear to be have red-spined fruits growing from them, about the size of, like, a durian, but they're red and spiky. And the crew just seem to be excited about being able to take a break and have some landfall for a night or so and just get absolutely annihilated. It's been a rough journey, lots of stealing, lots of piracy, 
and the three of you specifically, I've been on the ship for about a, about six months at this point. Uh, Sam and Kate, your characters definitely would have gotten on at the same time, the same day. Um, Noose, somewhere in that six months time frame, you would have also gotten on the ship. And Muse's character, also in that same time period as well, but he's not here today. So yeah, that's where we'll pick up. Hey, what did the captain mean when he said sins of the flesh? Uh, I'm going to whisper what it means to um, to Noose. Uh, it, it means um, having a lady. It, having a lady. Uh, don't don't, don't I spoil it too much for him. I really want to see what what, what happens when he kill, experiences for the first time. First you, kill, you kill her? Uh, no, Maybe you, I don't want to experience that first time. Never mind. Um. Uh, Uh, you'll find out. Uh, I don't know, maybe we don't want him to find out. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that might be a little morally questionable. I mean, he's going to experience it one way or another. Maybe we should... I don't know I'm more worried for him or her, whoever she is. I mean, probably both if we're... For being honest, uh, I, I, that's true. I'm that's still true. confused. I anticipate you—you right. you will continue to be for some time. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna glance over. Where is it? Um, I'm looking for the note. I read it down somewhere. Promise. Um, what is it? Uh, oh, uh, she's gonna look over at. Uh, God, where is the name of that? Uh, the Titan Mother. Yeah. And um, so I I didn't think I would be back here so soon. Uh, does anyone want to get uh munted? Get what? Munted means drunk. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, definitely. Let's get drunk. I'm still questioning whether or not we're 10 years old and your hey. tendencies, eyeing one of the, like, humanoid noses on your body. Alright, <laughs> he'll uh, be fine. Let's just go get a drink. Alright, well, if he gets run, okay. run out of town and I'm, I haven't finished with my stay at the inn I paid for. I don't know him. <laughs> We're all safe here. In theory. In theory. Uh, I can hold my booth. <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, well, we'll see. Alright. The way you describe Noose's voice, Garrett, 100% accurate. He's a he's a gravelly homestyle runner. <laughs> <laughs> you are one hundred percent right. <laughs> um. So about th- 
30 minutes or so pass, and the ship eventually docks uh, in Belena Azul. But as you do, you notice that there is also bits of wall in certain areas around, like sort of like walls that stop certain ships from coming in, like barricades. And on one of the barricades, you see a sign that says, just no Scarlet Banner permitted, sink all naval ships on site. And you know, then you would also notice that the island on these barricade walls are also adorned in like a multitude of cannons. That's not us, right? Uh, no, we're we're a part to. Damn, Sam, you keep making me do Scottish. Sorry, <laughs> I did my poll first. Uh, no, we're uh, we're part of the. We're welcome here because we're pirates. Right, right, right. I just wanted to. I'd like to make sure I know whether or not cannons will be pointed at me ahead of time. The cannons help me feel protected. I like, I like cannons. Well, good for you, little man. Can we can we just land soon? Well, can it's we... it's docked, yeah, at this point. No, we're, we're just standing at the edge of the dock, just staring at the town. Yeah. We can just get off this ship. We can all get, we can, like, stop talking about this in the hypothetical. And, we can and do it. like, wow. Im- immediately, like, in your sight line, or sight line, Eyeline is a tavern, an in combination, and swinging there's a swinging sign of a mutilated and decrepit like human leg carved into the wood, and the name of this tavern is called the Copper Leg, and it is the most well known uh, tavern on um, Belena Azul. That's running towards it. Okay. Nope. Noose. Noose. Come back. I can imagine we know where he's going. Uh, I, I guess. I guess. We'll be uh, right after you. We'll be, uh, I need to go get some things from below decks. Alright. You sure you don't need any help? No, it's just my bag. Alright. Uh, I, I guess I'll meet you there. Alright. Later. You're land. Uh, I'm gonna walk to the copper leg. Okay. Just shouting after news. News! News, wait up! I'll show you how I can hold my boobs. No, no, we don't need to see that. And then just follow after the leg. Alright. News would like to order a full point. It comes in pints? <laughs> I'm getting one. Um, Reference counter. <laughs> uh, as you enter, it's what you'd expect a pirate tavern to look like. It's dingy, it's dark, it stinks of, like, unclean people, people who haven't bathed in probably a good while. Uh, and hanging from the ceiling are just various oil lanterns. There is a fireplace in the one corner burning away. Even though I don't know why they would need a fireplace on a tropical island, but what do you what do you do? Um, and a lot of the wood in here seems to be like stained from just like the salty sea breeze. And the doors to this tavern 
aren't like fully sealed doors. They are more like saloon doors almost. Um, and behind the counter, you see this very large woman covered in just an assortment of like pustules and boils and just pus seeping just things. One of her eyes is like bulbous yellow and sort of like swollen in her eye socket. The other seems to be normal, but you realize upon closer inspection, her other eye, the one that's not swollen, is just a fake glass eye. And her grayed hair is thinning in places. And where she does have hair on her head, it's extremely greasy and matted. And she turns to you and she smiles and you see that she has maybe three teeth and they're brown and mossy looking. And she's just like, what'll it be? Uh, all right, he'll have a pint, and uh, I guess I'll just have a shot of, whis- shot of uh, whiskey. Newt, Newt is only three foot two, so he doesn't even hit the, the saloon doors when he walks in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, give me a pint. You only get one. Two uh, pirates. Pirates pay cheap. One gold for both drinks. I think I think we can really do better than that. How about one gold for both of them? That's what I meant. One gold for both drinks. Oh, I thought you said one gold each. No, one gold for both. Oh, I think we can do better than that. How about exactly? <laughs> What do we do better than that? How about two gold for both drinks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Very intelligent. A PC that just sucks at haggling would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll pay. I'll pay for that drink. All right, and she first one's on me. You sure? The loser pays the tab. So she hands you a pint, and she says, yeah, just so you know, this pint is, this ale is made from the red fruits that grow outside. Right. Uh, and she slides you a rather large glass of whiskey. It's literally... Like, it looks like the portions of whiskey here are the same as pints. Just she literally slides you a pint of whiskey. Well, alright. I'm just gonna, like, take large sips and just swallow it as I go to a table. It's definitely what you'd expect whiskey from a pirate town to taste like. Probably not great, but potent as shit. I mean, I worked in a bar. I know what alcohol is. I know. Oh, that's right. Oh. I worked at a bar for five years, man. Um, all right. So as this is happening, Sam, mm-hmm. what's uh, your so little I, guy doing? I just head below decks and just kind of grab, kind of just a rucksack full of a few, just like a few things. Yep. Uh, I leave my weapon propped up next to my hammock. I guess. Uh, I guess I, I have like a chest. I keep propped up in a corner, so I just fill some things in a rucksack that I might need for the night. Have you just described what your weapon is? 
Oh yeah, there is a probably six foot long trident, uh, just like sitting in the side with you know the the three tines of it, probably nearly a foot in width from you know long widest point to widest point. Uh, it probably is about the size of a full like pike or halberd, but with the head of a trident on it instead. Looks like it was probably used. Looks like I probably, or I, I probably did actually get this from like it was probably this weapon probably before I used it was intended to hunt whales. <laughs> um, probably has like been used to kill a whale before before I got it. I um, yeah, now, and now it'd be used to hunt landlubbers. Yeah, uh, and I just get my gun, you know, my overnight bag basically, and then I, then I head out and follow them to the tavern. All right. Uh, it doesn't take you much time at all, and you eventually walk into the tavern, you see other members of the crew here. Members, you're, like, just standard crew members, so people you don't really know the names of, they're in here having a good time as well. The Iron Bull isn't anywhere in sight, he's probably off doing more important things than having sex and alcohol. Uh, I walk right up to the bar. Mm -hmm. As I'm walking, I take out my coin purse. And I count out ten gold pieces. Yep. And I, I want to just stack them up so I can hold them like this between my fingers. And I walk up to the to the woman at the bar and I say, Alright, ma'am. Uh, I would like your best bottle of not-shit wine that came from somewhere that was not on this island and I will give you ten gold pieces for it. Well, we got some wine. Um, we don't really get much of these bottles here anymore, but um, this is a wine, and she pulls this bottle out. It's actually a pretty pristine bottle. This is a wine. Uh, <laughs> we stole it from Don. People stole it from Don Break Cove, and they sold. I bought the crates off of them, and she shows you the bottle because she can't read, and it's a dark red bottle. Obviously, so it's filled with dark red wine, and the label appears to be a large, white, sort of, like, manor house with rose vines and grape vines entangling the house. And in, like, gold lettering, like, gold script, almost, it says... <laughs> so I can pronounce this. Montsoza Finest. Yeah, all right, that'll do. When she hands you the bottle... I hand over my stack of ten gold. I hope you enjoy it. I personally think it tastes like shit. Well, difference in taste, I suppose. Uh, tell me, do you also have any sort of receptacle that can hold a body in water so I could use to take a bath? We got some, like, wooden bathtubs upstairs. I'll take it. I assume you don't have your own soap, so I brought my own. No, we don't. That's what I thought. All right, how much? Uh, how much for that? Uh, uh, for a bath, like one gold. All right, I'll hand that over to her. She takes it with her sweaty hand, and uh, I say, "I'll be down here. Uh, if you could just let me know when that's ready, I'll just uh, head up and do that." Then she nods. 
coughs up like a, lo- a lot of phlegm, spits it in like a container that's on the counter, and then she claps her hands, and you see this like guy come from behind who's clearly like this, the the assistant. He washes the dishes, he scrubs the floors, but you notice he has no arms. And he, like, puts his head down on a nearby counter, picks up a rag with his mouth, and then a bucket with his mouth. He's holding a rag and bucket in his mouth, and he waddles upstairs. Alright. Go find a place to sit down. You probably, I'd imagine you'd sit down, do you want to sit by, are you going to sit down by yourself, or are you going to sit down with the other two? Hey, Ash. I'll find the other two. we're over here. Oh, there you are. Oh. Go over there with my nice bottle of wine and gingerly sip from it. Check it out. Don't drink it too fast. You certainly hold your liquor with your hands. Madam, I would like another. Uh, Here, have some of this whiskey. It's stronger. So, due to your body weight as a goblin... He's only, he's only 45 pounds. Yeah. He's a literal 10-year-old. You'll have to make a constitution saving throw very soon. If you keep drinking. It's delicious. Uh, you, you can finish it if you want. And Ash, that wine tastes okay? just amazing. When you when you goes to drink, the glass clinks on his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrendous! Uh, I will. If anyone nearby us gets up for a second, I'm going to snag their chair and pull it over so I can put my feet up on it. Um, you see one of your drunk fellow crew members get up and like waddle out the door and start like throwing up violently. All right, you won't be using that much anymore. Where'd you get that fancy bolt? Oh. Same place you got that shit. Uh, let me see that. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Look hey. with your eyes. Look with your eyes. Sharing is caring. Give here. Uh, and uh, and uh, paying your own ways <laughs> is caring, I think. Sharing. You're taking the piss. I paid ten gold pieces for this bottle. I'm not. It, it's mine. Yeah. Take one gold. Give me a sip. Alright, fair enough. Hey, isn't this the bloke that died? What? This... Uh, I don't remember the name. Uh, Montosa, or what? whatever his name is. Didn't he die a few months ago? I don't know, I don't really keep up on... I, obituaries, what? I suppose. Yeah, when you work in a tavern, yeah, you pick up on all the gossip. Mm. Anyway, here you are. Thank you. (laughs) Not be rude. Newt is eyeing everything that's happening. How do his eyes move? Do they move, like, independently of each other? (laughs) We have a lazy eye. (laughs) They don't move... They don't move independently, but they uh, they move very fast. 
You just dirty. You do All right. Uh, give me a perception check. Noose. Seventeen. You see a sort of figure sitting in a darker corner of the tavern. He's wearing like a long black leather coat and other black garb beneath it. The only thing that stands out is a red polka dot cravat with white polka dots on it. And he's got a very, very thick curled black mustache and his hair is sort of like slicked back and shaved on the sides. And you see that he's holding this, he's like necking a bottle of beer and he, his gaze hasn't broken from staring at your table for the last like 10 minutes. Hey guys. What is hey. it, Noose? Um, makes sure not to look over there. But he tells he tells them uh, there was there was a guy over there in the corner. Corner? And uh he's been staring at us. Maybe he's keen on you. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we're nice to look at. <laughs> mm. And then, are you still are you still looking at him, Noose, or did you turn the look away? Noose averts his gaze so that he's only only uh, looking from per, his peripheral. Uh, okay, so in your peripheral, you'd see him stop staring at the table, and he's now pulled out a black feather quill, and he's writing something on a piece of parchment. And he folds it up, and he does like this tapping motion on the table, like, and the window that he's sitting beside, he opens it up, and you see this raven land in the windowsill, and he gives this piece of parchment to the raven, and it flies off, and he turns back to his drink and keeps drinking. Newth takes his fingers, and he crosses them, and then puts them on his face like this. Okay. And he's he's just looking around. Yeah, she's doing it again. He's doing his finger thing. I mean, if it's fun for him, I don't see why we should stop him. Hmm? Is that guy really bothering you? No. No. All right. All right. Let's get another drink. And... Large containers of liquid. Oh. Is my bath ready yet? <laughs> you hear a thud and then see the guy with, like, no arms sort of fall down the stairs a little bit. Oh, I sir. Your bath is ready. Fantastic. I, uh... See you all in a bit. And as you get up to, like, make your way towards the stairs, leading upstairs... The figure who was sitting by himself, staring, sort of looks at you and nods at you. Gives you like a little like wave with his bottle of ale. I'll sort of half raise my bottle of wine, and I'm like, "Hey, you too, weirdo!" <laughs> Equipped. Equipped. Hey, Miss, you want to go talk to him? 
I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. See what it is about. What? Does Noof pick up on any, uh, uh, malice? Or in- intent? Like malice? Sorry. No, I, I understand what you said. I just don't know who you're trying to detect malice on. The figure. Oh. Uh. No, he just appears to be observing things in the tavern more than anything. Hello, friend. <laughs> he comes up with his big drink. Uh, it- I'm gonna drag my chair across the floor and then, like, sit with my arms along the back. <sighs> Alright, so as you do approach, you see that he sort of, like, he sort of, like, rolls his sleeves down a little bit and, like, straightens his outfit out and goes, Hello. Hey. So you, st- uh, a friend here saw you staring at us earlier. Yeah. What was that about? <laughs> Not really used to seeing goblins, you gotta admit. Yeah, probably. Mm. I'm a white. Yeah. Uh, Alright. Fantastic. I'm Carter Blake. Hello, Carter. Hello, Carter. Hi. Uh, you guys... This is this your guys' first time on Belena Azul? No, I've been here before. This is Practically my raised here. This is my fourth time. <laughs> that voice, man. Um, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty familiar with these parts too. Yeah. The uh, the bartender, she's a treat, huh? And he sips his bottle. Uh, she's a she's real chair, isn't she? Madam, madam, another drink for this man. You keep buying drinks for other people, <laughs> you'll not have enough money for yourself. She approaches and drop puts another bottle on the table, and he pays for it. He's like, "No, it's it's fine." Hmm. So, uh, how long are you guys here for? Do you think? Uh, probably a day or so. Sure, we've... A little more. Captain said we have to taste the sins of the flesh. Oh, yeah. That's, this is a real good place for it. Just be careful. <laughs> Lots of people here have diseases. You don't want to catch any. Uh, I, I think he'll be fine. I, uh, I'll try not to eat anyone. It's a, it's a pretty good thing to, uh, to live by. Uh... Your friend isn't taking a bath upstairs, is he? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. Oh. I don't know why he wouldn't be. Not a good idea doing those that here, but I guess he'll find out soon enough. <laughs> I yeah, guess. Probably. He does what he wants, learns from his mistakes. They uh, I, This is just between us three. They recycle the train water for uh, the bath. Noof. <laughs> <laughs> Noof goes up to where he thinks he is and kicks open the door. And you see Ash. What's Ash doing? Well, so, Ash, when Ash gets into the room, is that apparent from the smell? I'd say the smell is apparent. <gasps> Alright, so then, uh, Noof really kicked the door open right as Ash is turning around to storm back downstairs. 
ass don't get in the water. You don't say. Here, here, here. And Noose pulls out his waddle skin, and uh, he gives a drop, and then cast create waddle. Just on the floor. <laughs> and he jumps out the, the barrel. And, so and creates it in the tip. He, you dump out the putrid, like, recycled latrine water on the floor. Yeah, he kicks that shit over. <laughs> the ceiling starts dripping on the floor. So, Eclipse and Carter, as they're sitting at the table, they see, like, water dripping from the ceiling above them, and he's like, What? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the gesture. I don't know if I'll use it, but I really appreciate that as a gesture. That is very funny. What? You... That? And Nuke just jumps in with all the, <laughs> his armor on and everything. I, all right. Uh... <laughs> I think Gundar has been dethroned. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, I'm fine. Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like Gundar was un, was dethroned with in in the last one shot. Honestly. Um. At this point, uh, Eclipse Carter just sort of shakes his head and goes, uh, "Well, I think that's my cue. Uh, I hope to see you and your friends around again soon." Uh, if you if you ever need us, uh, we're we're on the labyrinth, uh, Captain by the Iron Bull. He nods. He goes, "Ah, the Iron Bull. Heard of him? It's a pretty good captain you're sailing under." Yeah, he's all right. He nods as he passes and makes his way out the door. Oh, these two nitwits! All right, uh, she's climbing up the stairs. Which one of you is packing a sad? Which way? What? <laughs> packing a sad. Being yeah. dramatic. Noose. Noose comes up from the water. <laughs> Which one do you think it was? Uh, Alright. Noose, that, I believe that's Ash's, that's Ash's bath water. Not anymore, it isn't. I mean, I'm going to just get my gold piece back and then I'm leaving. I mean, you're probably not going to get it back. Oh, well, we'll see. You may as well just take a bath and see. Well, I'm going to take a bath, just not here. Oh, well, when you find a clean bathhouse, let me know. Yeah, I've got an idea. Yeah, I'm going to storm downstairs towards the bar, lady. Hey, how was your bath? I believe the, the terms of our arrangement was clean bath water. I mean, we recycled the water. It's about as clean as we can get it here. Noose coming down the stairs. Eclipse is just like dodging the wet footsteps. Just like hopping from step to step. Okay. So, since what we arranged was not what I received, I believe you owe me a gold piece. Uh, I don't think I do there, friend. Well, I see you, uh... <laughs> you sold me a bath, and what you gave me was a tub full of piss. <laughs> <laughs> I... You see, most of the patrons here would be fine with that deal. 
Well, I'm not most of your patrons. <laughs> Madam, you will have to pardon my friend. And Noose just gives, gives Ash a, a gold piece. What do you know about that fella who just left? Uh, Carter? Yeah, Carter. Uh, not much. He lives around here. And he comes in here every once in a while. On the island? Yeah. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a ship? Not that I know of. Hmm. Alright. Uh, I'm gonna, while they're talking to the bar lady, I'm gonna turn and leave the bar, but as I go, I would like to lean in and whisper to any of our crew members that I pass, mm-hmm. and say to them, The barmaid said, if you fill your bottle with piss and then give it back to her, she'll give you a free drink in return. They all sort of look at each other and laugh, and like, oh, I sounds like a good plan. And I'm going to head down to the beach. Okay. You make your way. You make your way out of the copper leg, and you walk down to one of the black sand beaches lined with these tall palm trees that have hanging, like, red durians in them. All right. I'm going to... Uh, I look for a, like, fist-sized rock around, if I can find You can one. easily find one, yeah. Okay. I pick up one of those. Uh, I drop off my bag right at the edge of the waterline, and then I'm gonna take off my you know take off my boots, take off the shirt, go into my bag, get my soap out, and then I'm just gonna wade into the water and just start bathing in the ocean. Okay. I keep an eye on my stuff though, and I keep that rock ready. So if I see anyone going for it, I'm just gonna huck it at their face. Okay. What's your perception? Passive uh, perception. Passive perception is ten. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, you, uh, you start bathing in the ocean. I mean, I stay, like, facing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not going to, like, turn my back to it. I'm yeah. going to stay looking in that direction. Yeah, for sure. At some point during his bath, I'd like to try to sneak up and steal his bag. <laughs> Even though he's facing it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm super dexy. I just want to try my luck. <laughs> All right, since, he's, since, since he is looking at the bag... On the beach. Give me a stealth check with disadvantage. Alright, that's First roll, first roll, first roll. Of the first roll. Oh, come on. Alright, okay. Wait, that's, um, oh, that just gives you advantage. A, it's a 16 at disadvantage. Uh, Ash, give me a perception <laughs> check. Alright. Okay. Perception. I am trained in that, yeah. Oh, sorry, my passive perception. I was looking at passive insight. My passive perception is 12. Okay. I got a 5. You sort of... how I missed this. You sort of feel like a crab. While you're, like, bathing, a crab sort of clamps its claw onto your toe. (laughs) And as you, like, look down to shake it off... You don't notice eclipse sort of like sneak out from like these like tropical like shrubs on the beach as well. I've taken off my bright red cloak. Yeah, and I'm just like yeah. So how do you how do you do this eclipse? Uh, I'm just gonna basically like cat prowl along the black sand, kind of blending in with the shimmer of it. 
mm-hmm. and then I'm going to take every everything out of his bag and then go back. Okay. Like, take his clothes, take his shoes, take sure. whatever was in his bag, yep. his coin purse. Yep. You take it all, and then you make your way back. And leave the bag. Yep. And then, Ash, you would filling eventually... Fill it with sand. Oh, filling it with sand. Yeah. And, so Ash, at this point, the crab is shaken off, and you look up to see your bag is still there. All right. I'll finish bathing. Okay. And so whenever I finish, I'll walk back over and open my bag to find my vile perfume that I keep in there to finish my bath with. No. It's gone. I mean, I go, I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying so to So yeah, you, you, uh, you make your way up to your bag and it's just full of sand, nothing else. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if Ash would drop, if, if Ash would get completely naked and then just walk into the ocean or if he would keep his pants on and just let them air dry. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Ash is buck nude. <laughs> Fantastic. On the beach. Nice. Uh, after a few minutes of just letting him stand there, I'm just gonna say. Oh, he starts. He starts going towards town with the, oh, with the bag oh, full of sand. <laughs> he starts storming in that direction. No one seems phased because this is a pirate town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, look- from, like, a rooftop on, like, the path back to the inn, or the copper lake, I'm just sitting, waving your shirt as, like, a flag. Hey, Ash. Look up here. <laughs> I got something. <laughs> I got something, too. <laughs> There, well, you see, you there's like- a there's a moment of hesitation where he just th- he is almost he almost throws it without saying anything, but then he he he, he pauses and then. Uh, you got this uh, lady perfume. Is this yours? Is this yours? Ha ha! Right, because it makes you feminine to want to smell good. What a funny joke! <laughs> well, I mean, it's pink. And. I mean, it's a. Uh... Like in a glass bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you want it back? Yes, I, I, I just bathe so that I don't smell like the rest of you. Uh, and that's kind of the second part of that. You, you, do you have any more of that uh, that wine that you got at the tavern? I give it all back to you. Give that back to me, and uh, you can have your stuff back. Probably got the cork in it. So I give this to you, and uh, you give my stuff back to me. That's what I just said. Alright. I pull out the bottle of wine, like at arm's length, and say, alright, come and get it. Alright, I'm gonna hop down with, like, your shirt and boots over my shoulder, and then your other items just pop, like, on my hip. I'm just gonna hop down. Alright, you want it? Yes. Alright, count to three. Noose, Noose would like an insight check. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> 21. <laughs> on three Ash. Insight. Always doing an insight check on Ash. 
He, uh, you can tell that, like, based on the grip he has on the bottle and the grip he has on the rock, that he's like, fine, whatever you got me, I'm gonna hand over this bottle, but if you try anything, this rock is going at your best. You, you stay quiet. But, uh, we're gonna as do, like, he can. Like a Mexican trade-off? What is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexican standoff? Yeah, Mexi- Mexican standoff, kind of. Alright, give me the bottle. You'll get your shirt back. No, uh, you said... Uh, and you get your things back. All right, get it, get it. Put the right. put it in that put it down in the ground. Set it down gently. We'll circle around, and then we'll pick up our things. Deal. She puts set his things bottle. down. Right, set the bottle and your down rock. The put your rock down too. I'll put the rock. I'll toss the rock over my shoulder. All right. So they walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we circle. Pick up the, pick up the bottle. I'll dab a little of the good smelling stuff on me, and then put my shirt and pants and everything back on. Okay. And then I'm gonna check your coin purse at you. Eight. Don't forget this. What's my deck save? (laughs) Okay, I got a twenty. You said you were leaving all of my things. Eh, I'm a pirate. Pirate's away. Ah, I think if I remember correctly, one of the one of the things on our code that our captain enforces hey, with keel hauling is uh, <laughs> each other is a bad thing. I give you your stuff back. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to do anything about it. Just mentioning. That's what I thought. Alright. What else is there to do in, in, in this town? Besides drink. The music in this episode was created by Ross Bugden. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Bugden.